0: Well, let's talk about it okay let's get that talk microphone about it. right up to your face okay we're off and running thank you so much for coming over here Thanks for doing for having this me. um i'm excited to thank talk you. to you because we have worked together
1: we have you trained my dog in the pet Star commercial your dog. your dog was running you
0: yeah it was a. Uh, what was it you got a fast one in your hands
1: <laughs> yeah it was um it was like yeah Oh, you got a fast... Yeah, you you know what? I think you got it. I think you got it right.
0: That commercial was all over the place. It was all over. Um, Apparently, my friend's dog hated it, would bark at it every time he came on TV. Really? Yeah. And then another friend was watching The Bachelor with his wife, and his wife was like, oh, that guy looks like Gable. And then it switched to commercial, and I popped up on TV. He goes, no, that looks like Gable. (laughs) (laughs) So...
1: Oh, that's so funny! Yeah, I feel like that is one of my most watched. I, I say that because so many people yeah hit me up about it. I'm like, oh my god, I saw your PetSmart, I saw your Petco. I'm like, it's PetSmart. Smart. Pet smart. <laughs> smart. Got to be brand loyal. Got to be brand loyal.
0: But if we're honest about it, like that wasn't a big Sag National.
1: It was not.
0: It was a good day of work, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like a pay your rent for a year day of work.
1: Exactly. Which it's is a, frustrating. Yeah, it, it it really is. It's just the. Uh, it's it's the world we're living in right now yeah unfortunately there was a time before i moved here where i mean you book a commercial a national it meant sag yeah and it meant 40 g's easy 30 g you know 100 grand maybe 100 grand even if, if they run it for a while and uh Those days are over. Maybe if you get an insurance commercial,
0: pharmaceuticals, some car commercials, Mm -hmm. like Home Depot, Lowe's, that kind of stuff, because they run forever. Yeah, and they're national. But um,
1: Liberty Mutual.
0: What about today? (laughs) What did you do today?
1: What? Honestly, like I had a pretty chill day today. Like I surprisingly had no auditions.
2: That's a bummer. But sometimes it's nice.
1: Actually, sometimes sometimes it is nice because it just it gives you time to breathe and readjust and think about your next step Mm -hmm. and things like that so i actually kind of enjoyed it i went uh for brunch at the home restaurant in los Feliz. yeah yeah right around the corner yeah i had breakfast oh my gosh you don't even want to see my plate it was huge stacked it was ridiculous i mean i i I ate half of it i was like you know what this is ridiculous i'm done But I'm so particular with my food. I'm like, but I want that. I want variety. And he gives me like five plates. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Sometimes it's nice to get, you know, you want to try a bunch of stuff like tapas style.
1: That's how I am. I'm an indecisive person. So I can't just have one thing. So I don't ever do the chicken and waffle thing Mm -hmm. um, unless you're going to give me some potatoes on the side. Right. Of
2: course. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, before we get into all our food choices, Mm. um, there's one question on the podcast It's the only question to open things up. And that is, what were you up to when you were seven years old?
1: Oh, my God. When I was seven years old, I was I attended Rainshaven Elementary School okay. and I was something called a high stepper. High stepper. It's a high stepper. It's a it's a dance team, but uh, it's like the kitty version of majorettes.
2: I don't know what that is either. So Right, right. So yeah. it's,
1: a, it's a Southern thing. I'm from the South. I'm from Memphis. So uh, there's, you know, the bands and the mm-hmm. majorettes and, you know, things like that. I We basically wore the boots, the little sparkly outfits. We had the batons. Oh, I know what
2: you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. And uh, so, yeah, that's what I was into. Um, at seven. At seven. Because what grade is that? Is that like that's first, like
0: second grade, first second, grade, second grade.
1: Yeah, I was. Yep. I was definitely a high stepper at that time and um we going on band trips it was it was it was really fun i think about it a lot that school actually has closed down when i go home i actually pass by it and it's nothing but dirt they actually like bulldozed it down you got in sad. at the right time
2: that's a lot like all that choreography for a 7 year old i don't think i could have remembered that or learned all those steps and maybe routines
1: maybe you could have if, i mean if you got the Right.
2: Well, I wasn't a very good team sports player (laughs) like I would be skipping while we're supposed to doing sprints in soccer practice (laughs) were you
1: ADHD as a kid
2: I don't know maybe I just wasn't I was an only child and I was just a weird kid Mm. and I didn't have that like competitive drive that people with brothers and I don't know maybe my dad didn't push me that hard in sports but I, I played all the sports I just didn't take them that seriously Oh, okay yeah. yeah
1: yeah sometimes you know it, it takes boys longer to mature
2: yeah oh yeah still <laughs> working on, it. Still working on <laughs> it yeah so what drew you to the step team step to be a stepper
1: well i, I mean i always liked to dance, and I'm no professional dancer by any means. Yeah. I can uh, catch on to um, choreography pretty easily, but um, but I always liked to dance, and and I wanted to be a part of the, a part of a team. And I would see the, the bigger girls, um, the majorettes in the school dancing, and it was just always so fascinating to me, you know, to see them in their little outfits, yeah. and their, their coordinated routines. It was just it was just so cool to me, and so I wanted to be a part of that, and um, yeah, I did that up and you know through. I think through uh, junior high. Yeah.
2: Cool. And then what did you transition into?
1: I trans I, I transitioned into the band, even though they were kind of connected. Mm-hmm. But I left the dance side and started playing. <laughs> in the band and I sucked I played the alto saxophone oh nice very yes
2: smooth jazz of you
1: yeah yeah I don't know about that but not for me but I I was literally I don't even know what I was doing I was I was just I just I think I just thought it was cool yeah you're trying stuff out exactly but I wasn't that great I wasn't that great
2: (laughs) um so how'd you get into this business
1: okay so I got into this business um From, well, basically, my mother uh, has always written, um, not professionally, Mm -hmm. but she started with poems. She's written poems, you know, throughout the years, and she's written a few screenplays. She even wrote my first short film. And so the inspiration kind of stemmed mainly from her. Yeah. And partially just my natural desire to, um, to want to be that person on screen. Whenever I would see a really good movie, it just gave me anxiety in a good way. Right?
2: What yeah. do you think that is? Because I had it as a kid in St. Louis. It was mm-hmm. close to Memphis. Yeah. No idea what Hollywood was. Didn't know any actors. Mm-hmm. But there was some draw. Mm-hmm. And I don't, you think it's like ego or just like?
1: You know, I, I think what it was for me, it was watching these people make you feel a certain way, like yeah. they have this, like this power to make right, you power. feel something, yeah. whether it's emotional or whether it's happy. So, it that in itself drew me. I i said, I want to be able to affect people, mm-hmm. hopefully, in a positive way, you know, and to un- inspire them. So, that's what it was. It was just inspiring to me, yeah, you know. Um, it's really also can't... such an
2: interesting creative outlet. Like, I was a very creative kid, drawing, painting, mm-hmm. making weird models of stuff, but. Mm-hmm. You know, acting and modeling is like you are the medium. You are evoking an emotion in a viewer or um, someone who's engaging with an ad that you've done. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, it sounds like your mom was really creative, but you work as well
1: in in the business
2: or like just in general did she have a job? oh, oh
1: in, in general yes yeah. yes yeah yeah she was in accounting throughout the years until she retired so now she's um working part-time at church as a receptionist but yeah. um but yeah she she worked full-time all her life and um but it was an outlet for mm-hmm. her writing and things like that and uh, she still writes so i mean there's a short film right now that she's like itching for me to to shoot and i'm yeah. like okay i'll get to it i'll get
2: to it so <laughs> but, many short um, films to shoot so how did you go about? You know, mom came from the counting background, mm-hmm. very structured nine to five, day job. How did you take the leap into this madness?
1: Well, uh, the thing is, uh, my family, unlike some families, uh, was very encouraging. So when I ever talk about it, they were like, "Oh, you'd be great at that," or yeah. like they were they they supported it, and um, and because my mom wrote, she wrote uh like the first. T- like talent show, I think I was in. Like, like she wrote, um, this uh, old lady monologue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was really, it was really cool. Like she wrote that. So I think that having her uh, there to kind of like keep me, yeah, in, yeah, focused on that to be your and champion. Push it. It's just, it's, it's just that it was like she just helped. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And it, and it was just always something that I kept going back to because at one point I actually got into singing. Um, but I went back to acting. I still, it was like, it was always there, you know? Yeah.
2: Do you love Um, being on camera? Do you love auditioning? Do you love the attention and the pressure?
1: You know, (laughs) yeah, the pressure is the best part. Oh my gosh. No, but sometimes it kind of is. Um, because I think it's getting over the hurdle when you know that you've gotten, through it successfully mm-hmm. or even if you fail down to want to even get back up and and do it again and and succeed at it that in itself that in itself gives me an, an adrenaline rush I think yeah yeah so i do i do lo- i love the process um i know some actors you know some actors dread the the work mm-hmm. and the process but to be honest when you quote unquote make it, those days of the struggle, you're going to think back on those oh, times. Yeah.
2: Those are the glory days. Those
1: are the glory days. Yeah. Those are your stories, you know, mm-hmm. um, because uh, after that, where is there to go, you know? So though, that's the fun part. It's like the the work. It's like, it's seeing the fruits of, of some of your labor, you yeah. know, small ways and big ways, you know? So I, I love it. I love it all. I love when I'm stressed over auditions because that means I'm given opportunities mm-hmm. that some people aren't given. Oh, yeah. I wish everyone w- was given opportunities, but, you know, so I'm, I feel blessed to be able to be doing it. So I'm not going to complain.
2: It's one of those things where it's it's so hard to even get the chance to try to do it, exactly. to get auditions, to get, you know, everyone's like, do you have an agent, you know, early on right. to get an agent is so difficult and it they is. get you in the rooms and you know, the casting directors have to like you and bring you back. And yep. it's, it's heavy, but what sort of work have you done to get you comfortable in those rooms like what classes have you taken what sort of stuff has pushed Um, you along
1: well well commercially um the first class the first commercial class i took when i moved to la uh was um hey i saw your commercial a lot of people took (laughs) i've never heard of that (laughs) hey i saw your commercial yeah yeah it's kind of like the class that kind of introduces you to it yeah Uh, i learned a lot about the business and Mm -hmm everything like that and wardrobe and things like that. Like I got some things from it. Um, That's what I started with. And then to be honest, I didn't take a lot of commercial classes for a while after that. I kind of just, you know, delved into it. You know what I mean? Um, I've always gotten auditions. I mean, they got heavier over the past, Few years, but um, but I think that experience was the main thing commercially. Yep. You just
2: got to get in those rooms you and just gotta, fuck up, and yeah. you know, know what a slate is. Know that personality questions are coming. Know that you're gonna get weird lines thrown at you. Exactly. And it's
1: you know what I mean. It's just being on point. Um. And and a few years ago, uh, just to brush up on things, I took Killian's workshop. Oh, yeah. We talk about that a lot.
2: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was on the podcast. He was very insightful. And I recommend his classes to everyone who listens. Yes. But talking about that pressure... I love the pressure. Mm -hmm. I love the downtime. I like Mm -hmm. being on set and snacking and not having to do anything. No responsibilities. They pamper you. You feel special. (laughs) Who
1: doesn't love that part? But
2: then when you get to set and it's your setup and you're just ushered onto into your position and you got to just go. Like I love the fact that that pressure is make or break. You don't have the room to mess up. You don't have the the time to figure it out. You have to just do it. You just have to. I love that.
1: I love that too. It can mean. It makes me nervous yeah but it just pushes your you to your limit you Mm -hmm. know what i mean it lets you know what you're capable of so next time it's nothing yeah (laughs) you know that's how you grow how basically how
2: do you get over those nerves when you know you're brought onto set and the director maybe you haven't spoken with him before and he's just kind of giving you commands in the moment you don't you don't have lines necessarily for a commercial how do you get out of your own head and allow yourself to be free
1: well Honestly, you're just gonna go through that the first few times. Yeah, I can't really actually tell an actor like, oh, this is what you do. The first time you get a job, this, you won't be, ner- there's no way to get around it because it really just takes experience. Um, same with auditioning. Mm-hmm. Every audition you go to gets you more comfortable in those rooms yep. because you know what to expect. And then you start to realize when you're on set, oh, they're just people. You know what I mean? It's not, They're not the big bad wolf. Yeah. They're not going to fire you. You've gotten the job. Yeah, so it's, so that is one thing I would tell an actor. Like, you, you've already booked the job. Right.
2: You did something right. You did something right. Yeah, they want they you like for some to, reason. Yeah. Exactly. And if they trust that you can deliver the performance it, or the look that they need. Exactly. Yeah. So
1: my my main advice would be just to listen. Mm-hmm. Just to listen and, um, and just do your best. I mean, like I said, the nerves are going to be there. But, you know, if you need to ask them for a moment so that you can take a yeah. breather you know that they, they'll allow take that. your space yeah yeah exactly so you know it's it's they're not rushing you the way we think sometimes yeah. we always think like oh my god oh my god oh i gotta no if you want to do your best focus mm-hmm. and then get back into it
2: yeah i mean lighting needs to reset the camera needs to find focus everyone yeah. needs a little time every once in a while so it's okay right. to ask for it yourself you know exactly i think actors get trapped into this idea that <laughs> They're so lucky to be there that they can't, you know, hold their own space.
1: Exactly. And it's something
2: that Mike Glazer talked about, like the power of saying no and the power of saying like, you know, I don't want to trim my beard because I'm not going to be comfortable. And if you want me to be comfortable and deliver what you want, mm-hmm. I, that's what I need.
1: Exactly. So that's a, exactly. that's
2: a big one that you realize as you start to book more consistently, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and you do get comfortable on set. Mm-hmm. But being comfortable in the audition room is a little different story because you're being pushed along, you know people are waiting, you don't have much time to prepare, Mm -hmm. it's just a camera operator. Mm -hmm. And Emily Stern, who was on the podcast two episodes ago, Mm -hmm. is a camera op for uh, some big casting agencies. And she said that you're one of the people who when she sees you in the waiting room, (laughs) she knows you're gonna book the job. Oh. (laughs) So I'm curious, do you think you have it, the it factor? Because you say you just delved into commercials and here you are.
1: Yeah, but the thing is, it took a while to get to this point it's not like oh my first audition I I just walked in and they just gave me the job because you know I just had this relax I wasn't relaxed at the beginning (laughs) at at all I was nervous I was sweating and and um but the thing is you know you get to know these casting directors you get Mm -hmm. to know camera operators and you develop a comfort yeah so I feel like anyone can develop what they call the it factor if you stay in it yeah you know you so you think it's something
2: it, it's developed, not you're not born with it innately.
1: Well, it. Well, I won't say that. Yeah. There are some people. There are some special individuals in this world that just have it. Mm-hmm. Um, example being, um, you know Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. Her, you know her story about you know not taking classes, but she's just phenomenal. There are some people that just have the it it factor. Yeah. Um, but then a lot of people can develop it. And you know, and it's just really it, it really boils down to your your drive and your work ethic mm-hmm. you know and your belief.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I will say I will say that would be the main thing that um, that got me to where I am. I, I feel like it's the belief in myself, because yeah. literally that's what it starts with. If you don't have that, yep, you're gonna exude that same energy.
2: Yeah, and that's what Danny Faisenfeld talked about in the last episode was his affirmations. He said, I'm the number one commercial actor in the world. Everywhere I go, I book jobs. Mm -hmm. And then he, by some accounts, became the number one commercial actor in the world, (laughs) which, you know, maybe that's coincidence, but maybe not. He manifested that. Yeah.
1: (laughs) It's true. It's true.
2: the one thing that Emily said about you is that, like, the clients love you. You put them at ease. They love you. They love your personality. And it's kind of weird when you get to set and the clients there because they're always like in video village which is a mm-hmm. monitor mm-hmm. off off to the side yeah. um, they may introduce themselves they may not they may mm-hmm. kind of wander around awkwardly mm-hmm. knowing that they've looked at your headshot a thousand times and mm-hmm. seen your audition several times but sometimes I don't know how friendly to be with them right and I'm wondering how you balance that you know when it's they're busy, they're working, you're working, you're in holding, Mm -hmm. but you do get chances to interact with them and sometimes they're super friendly.
1: Yeah, sometimes they are super friendly and most of the time they are to be honest. Yeah. Um, it's just that because we're so separated in there in video village and we're somewhere else, Mm -hmm. we feel like, you know, (laughs) we feel like they may be unapproachable, but it's not true. Um, a lot of times, you know, when I get to set, um i go over and i just say hey guys good to see you thanks yeah. for having me and you know and you feel the energy like like you know you you can tell if they're like too busy you know and you kind of just maybe the rest of the day you, you kind of let them do their thing because they may be stressed or yep. over like getting the shot or whatever but um you just kind of bounce off of, off of their energy yeah. and uh, just be friendly just be yourself honestly that's all I've ever done.
2: Well, yourself is very friendly. Oh. Because I didn't know you until we were on set together. Yeah. And that was a long day. I was like running around. Yeah, it
1: was a long day for you. Spilling coffee <laughs> on myself.
2: And it's very hard to spill on yourself and make it look like an accident.
1: Exactly. Because every part
2: of your body is trying to prevent that from happening. Oh,
1: exactly.
2: And then, you know, the client's like, we want more coffee on your shirt. Oh no, more coffee on your pants. Uh, do it this way. <laughs> so, you know, changing clothes constantly. And then we yes. get to the end of the day and it's the scene where I walk into PetSmart and you're the trainer. Yeah. And we have our little exchange and then I have to smile at the camera. Mm-hmm. And I, by that 14 hour day, I like didn't know how to smile anymore. <laughs> and remember they were telling me to put my eyebrow down. Yeah. And, it was no almost teeth. an
1: impossible request. It they was hilarious. They were so
2: particular. Yes. Eventually they got what they liked yes. or what they had to deal with. But yes. you You were you you were so supportive of me in that whole process yeah and i don't it's i'm curious what you think like friendliness is what what you think warmness is because now i see you at auditions all the time and Mm -hmm. you're just like a great sight to see oh
1: because you have this like
2: very your eyes are always beaming Mm -hmm. you're always happy um is that fake
1: it's not it's (laughs) actually not fake because honestly um we go through so much in life. There's so many things outside of acting, outside of work that um, that can bring us down. Yeah. But I literally every day I I'm so thankful for all the good in my life. And so that's what I choose to focus on. Yeah. And so um, I know what it feels like for someone else to put a smile on my face. So I try to exude that same. Yeah energy in the world and uh, and honestly it's always beautiful in LA how can you walk around like the Grinch
2: (laughs) I mean it's one of those things where, like, you know today I had two auditions I was late to both of them because Mm -hmm. I also had a fitting that I had to go to that was scheduled Um, and then this morning I got a traffic ticket so I started my day getting pulled over for I scooted through a crosswalk and I guess there was a guy in the crosswalk and this motorcycle cop was just like no excuses like you're getting a ticket. Yeah. So my whole day was primed by like this negative event. But mm-hmm. you can't let that carry into your your waiting rooms and your audition rooms, especially mm-hmm. because you're going to give off that closed off, yep. shut down, yep. unhappy, grim personality. And then,
1: and then what did you even waste your time driving there for right. in this crazy traffic? Right. Just
2: so your agent doesn't drop you. Just you know? exactly. Yeah.
1: Exactly. So it's like you either want the job or you, or, or you don't. Um, that's what it takes, honestly. It's just, just letting go of any negativity. Yeah. It doesn't, actually an audition doesn't even take that long. No. So if you can't take, you know, 10 to 30 minutes, sometimes more. Maybe an hour tops. Maybe an hour time. Yeah. You know, Callbacks sometimes. can run long. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But, you know, just to, to be pleasant and, and be in a comfortable zone, then you're in the wrong business. Yeah. Yeah. You know. You know, so,
2: and I kind of like that about this business—is it forces you to be a better version of yourself? That's true. Or you're not going to make it. You or know, you're not going to make it. Like I've said, maybe if you're impossibly attractive, you mm-hmm. can get away with being a dick or a bitch or whatever. But for
1: a while, for
2: a while. But I don't think for the general population that that quali- that, that applies. It doesn't. No. No. So you're you're forced to be confident and friendly and warm mm-hmm. and vulnerable mm-hmm. and open. Mm-hmm. And those are things that come very hard for people. You know, I, yeah. it was not natural for me at all. Really? No, no. I'm
1: surprised because you're always you seem happy all the time when I see you. So I, I'm yeah. That shocks me. I mean,
2: I've worked on it. I've definitely done what you've done and focused on the positive, mm-hmm. and tried to ignore. There's always going to be negative things in your life. Of course. The parking's shitty. The oh my gosh. The weather's bad. You know, you got a parking ticket. You got a traffic ticket. Mm-hmm. There's something to focus on, but there's also a good to focus on, and that's you're at an audition. Yeah. In L.A. for yeah. a big commercial. Yeah.
1: And some people wish they had that yeah. opportunity. Are you, you
2: know? with Daniel Hoff? I am. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I've S- been with Danny for over 10 years. 10 years. Pretty much the whole time I've been living here, I've been with him commercially. So
2: since you're like 14.
1: <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Thank you for that. You just made my day.
2: <laughs> so you go out a lot though. Danny is a volume agent. You go on yeah. a lot of auditions. I do. I do. And then how do you you know, deal with the fact that sometimes you go to these auditions where you don't feel like there's any chance you'll book it?
1: Honestly, I look at it as um, getting up in the morning, brushing my teeth is something I have to do every day. Yeah, washing my face, something I have to do every day. I I just look at, I just check it off of my list. Mm-hmm. I don't um, I don't sweat over it. You know, there's times I've gotten five auditions in one day.
0: Yeah,
2: you know what I mean. Those and, are days. Those... Oh
1: my god! And don't <laughs> let Santa Monica be one of the locations. Oh yeah, twenty seven
2: hundred one Ocean Park. Oh my gosh. No. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and so, like, um, when I get auditions like that, like I said, I don't even, I don't think anything of it. I just, I still perform the same way. Yeah. I, just, I, I honestly, I walk in the room as though it's mine still.
2: Yeah. There's you know? less pressure sometimes when you're, you know, when you get that breakdown that's like, I'm going to an, a rock climber audition tomorrow, and it's like, oh, I could totally get this. They want a scruffy outdoors guy. I got this beard going. Mm-hmm. I have rock climbing experience. Mm-hmm. You get so in your head about, like, they have to pick me that mm-hmm. you almost put too much on it and then i think that that hunger and that desire comes off in the room whereas a lot of the auditions i walk out of where i'm like there is no way i booked that Mm -hmm. are the ones i book Uh what is that
1: well the thing is you have and this is not an idgaf situation you know you're still you still care yeah but there's a sense of um I'm not really worried about it, and they can see that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean. So it's almost like um, when you see a vicious dog. Your dog's not vicious, by the way. Your dog. She's snoring
2: over there. Yeah.
1: Um, but when you see a vicious dog, you don't run. Yeah. Um, or don't look fearful because they can smell that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think clients can smell. Um, desperation. Oh yeah. You know what I mean. The hunger. The hunger. The need for the, the, the need, check. Yeah. The need for the, you know. oh My gosh, I need to be able to pay rent this month. They can smell that. Can yeah. Can sniff it out. And so if you if you're in there and you're just have this relaxed energy about you, mm-hmm. they're like, huh. Yeah. I like that person.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's. I, I think Killian called it like the too cool for school factor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like you're there and you're being friendly and you're doing a good job, but you're kind of just like this isn't a big deal to me. Mm-hmm. And the best days I have are when I am when I have five auditions and a fitting and some personal stuff to do where I'm doing my job. I'm going through the motions in the best way I possibly can. But my mind is like on the next task. Mm-hmm. And it's it almost is like autopilot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you get into that flow and you're out of your own head mm-hmm. and you just like crank it out, say goodbye and leave. Yep. I love that feeling. I love that feeling. Like yeah.
1: with you today, you had a fitting and mm-hmm. two other auditions. I bet those two auditions that you went to, you're either gonna get on a veil or book it something because you probably- i like, you to that. I got a fitting.
2: <laughs> well, it, <laughs> was like... a, it was a fit modeling job, so I got paid. That was like, you know, that was money in the oh, bank. Dope. So I love it. it's a good day. Right? But then I tried to go to these two auditions and of course both of them are on lunch when I showed up. So I'm mm-hmm. sitting around for an hour at each one mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, I'll play solitaire on my phone and stay in a good mood because I got nothing else to do today. Mm-hmm. You know, my job is to drive around and there are days that, when I spend it, eight hours in the car. Oh my gosh. You know, and there are days when I don't have any auditions and it's like, I would trade the eight hours and I would you know, I would rather do the eight hours than the, the just sitting around being like, what am I doing with my life?
1: Exactly. I say that all the time because I think about the wear and tear on my car and all the gas I spend and the, the parking I'm paying for. But honestly, like I don't even think about any of that stuff yeah. because I literally, just like you just said, that's my job. Yep. Driving is a part of my, that's my nine to five. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I don't even look, I don't, I don't even see the negative in it.
2: Yeah. I mean, I got back to my house at 430 today, which is before most people get off work. So what do I have to complain about?
1: Yeah. What do you have to complain about? Nothing. And most people don't like being cramped up in an office. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I didn't like it. Exactly. So it's kind of like you're going to complain about being in your car in beautiful, sunny weather. Yeah, listen to an audiobook. listen new, to a right, podcast, new, right, exactly. learn.
2: Um, did you ever have a, a real girl job, like a nine to five?
1: Yeah. Um, so before I moved to L.A., I worked at a company called uh, the Hunter Fan Company. Been around okay. over 100 years. Um, I started out, I was there for about six years before moving here. I was there uh, in um, college, in tech mm-hmm. support, and then I moved over to sales. Um, When I graduated, I I don't want to age myself. But (laughs) anyway, but no, I was in corporate uh, before moving to L.A. And when I moved here, I did some odd in jobs. Um, When I first moved, I tutored for a bit.
2: Mm -hmm. Classic Um, actor move. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. I did some tutoring. Um, I did background for I feel like the first several months that I lived here, I did background work, but that was before I landed an agent. Mm hmm. And uh, But I was really thankful for that because, I mean, it, it, it got me comfortable on set. That's such like, a good way to get on it's set. It's such a good way to get on set and to actually know how what really goes on.
2: And if you're not auditioning all the time, you don't have an agent yet, do background work. Yeah. There's this kind of myth that you can get trapped in background work, but I think you Only would just trap you, yourself. You trap yourself. Yeah.
1: You trap yourself. I mean, because the thing is, one thing I've always told other actors is that uh, I would never put anything before auditioning. So work wise. Mm-hmm. So um so I told myself, okay, never accept a job that will interfere with auditions. Yeah. So the moment I got an agent, I stopped doing background work. I, I had a roommate and um we lived in a tiny place mm-hmm. <laughs> for the longest time. And um but I did what I had to do to keep my expenses low so that I could audition.
2: Yeah. I mean, with with Hoff, you have to be free ten to six Monday through Friday. I mean, you're on call. You're you're like a mercenary. Right. You're just waiting like Jason Bourne for that call. <laughs> and I've had, you know, I've had those like Saturday last minute auditions. Those, uh-huh. you know, middle of the day, you need to get to Santa Monica right now, and it's right. like I I you're don't like, have what? a choice. Like, wait a minute. But maybe I'm, I'm at the gym. Maybe I'm on a golf course. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I, I have to go. Gotta go. And I kind of like that too. That that mm-hmm. pressure of like. Mm-hmm. Being on call, being at the ready all the time.
1: Yeah. Uh, and it's another opportunity.
2: Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? One more rep. One more yep. flex of that muscle. Exactly. But exactly. then you get to set. Mm-hmm. And what do you love about set?
1: Whew. Other than free food all day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a foodie, so <laughs> that part is a big one for me. Um, it's honestly, uh, it's 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 the fruits of my labor. hmm it's, it, it's an example of why I run around all day, why I'm always, you know, being prepared and buying new outfits and making sure my hair is on point, making sure all these things are together. This explains it all for me. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you end up on the most beautiful sets. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I'm like, man, can I can I keep the house?
2: <laughs> yeah, they give you like the coolest gear, the best clothes yes. and you just feel like a million bucks. But and it's I'm getting to that point in my career where the validation of like being seen on TV is kind of waning and it's more about the validation of, like you said, the fruits of your labor Mm -hmm. that you you're good at this job. I was Mm -hmm. doing this Joseph A. Banks commercial um, last week and I was in a suit and they were doing video and print. So we did the commercial aspect and then they were like, you know, they go to the second unit and they do print and I could see the monitor and I was like. I'm pretty good at this. Like, I know how to move. I know how to give them different angles. I know how to, like, find my light. Mm-hmm. And that's so nice to feel like you're good at something that at first is yep. so daunting. Yep. Because yep. when you first start modeling or acting, you're like, I don't know what to do yeah. with my hands. Like, <laughs> you
0: just kind of like, oh, yeah, what are you doing with my hands? You're trying
2: too hard. You're making faces. You're, mm-hmm. you're trying to model. Mm-hmm. And modeling is about not modeling most of the time. Right. And I think acting is the same way where it's, mm-hmm. The less you do, the better. The
1: less you do, the better.
2: And the more you train, the more you realize you have to almost untrain yourself Mm -hmm. to not do all the things you think an actor should do. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Exactly. You want to look like the camera's not on you.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love sitting in waiting rooms and watching people rehearse their lines because they're always acting. They're always Mm -hmm. rehearsing. I can tell you're rehearsing Mm -hmm. a line. Mm -hmm. I should be looking at you and think you're just having a conversation. Exactly. And that's so hard to do. It is. (laughs) Yeah.
1: It is. And people... Man, people just don't. It's so funny cuz my brother <laughs> he's still back home. Uh we were watching something one time I was um home for the holidays. And I think he was watching he was watching a movie with Halle Berry and he said, "Oh, that was easy." Like, "Oh, anybody could have done that." I said, "Are you kidding me?" Yeah. I was like, "That's because she's so good. She made it look so real mm-hmm. that you think it's easy." Yeah. <laughs> but that's what you want. That's what that's what That's you what
2: want. you want, but that's it's so unnatural i mean think about our pet smart commercial mm-hmm. um i ran on all day and then they have this fake uh pet smart store built that has yeah. three walls the right. lights are falling down right. they're having to fix the lights mm-hmm. and then it's just me they're like all right michael's gonna walk up and you're gonna deliver your line yeah and like you have to put yourself in a place where oh looks like you got a fast one on your hands yeah is natural yeah in a situation that is wildly unnatural right you're in a sound stage with there were like 60 people staring at us mm-hmm. so what do you do to how do you find that that natural quality in such an unnatural situation?
1: Well, first of all, I try to block out anyone that's staring. Like I, I don't I don't focus on those on those people. Yeah, they don't can't. even want you focusing no. on them. So I literally block them out yeah. as though they're not there. Um, and I just I literally just try to put myself in the moment. I just literally see what happens. I just, I just, because the thing is they give you time. I mean, you go over it a few times. It's not like, it's like, oh, first take one and done, you know? Um, So I think just focusing on what you're doing, as far as it becoming natural, it may take a couple, a couple takes, but I always try to picture real life. I always try to put myself in real life situations. And I always remember when someone has walked up on me, mm-hmm. like in, in in the case of our, our our commercial, and you come to me and I turn around, like, oh, um, I know what it feels like to be uh, startled. Yeah, <laughs> if it's some. I mean, I've had a dog almost run me over before. You know what I in mean? In LA, so, of course. So many it, yeah, bad exactly. Dogs. dogs are everywhere. So, so yeah, it's just um, yeah, it's blocking it's blocking out the things that 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 would deter you from doing the job. Mm-hmm. Not focusing on that, just focusing on the jobs.
2: So. Do you think thoughts in character? Because that's the one thing I've I learned it from Leslie Kahn's class, mm-hmm. which is a theatrical class. Mm-hmm. And if you think a thought before you deliver a line, mm-hmm. like the moment before, the, the moment just before, or even if if you're not even saying a line, just think the thought, mm-hmm. your face will give that emotion off. Yeah, I think that's the best trick I've learned for how to, like you said, block out everything that's yeah. not mm-hmm. that moment, mm-hmm. and then connecting with your scene partner, mm-hmm. where you make more eye contact than you would in normal life, I think. Right, right. You know, you and I were just locked <laughs> we're into each other. <laughs> and they're just throwing lines at us wildly, mm-hmm. like, try this and then do this. And mm-hmm. you have to just stay there and keep, think those thoughts, like, oh, thank God, yeah. they have puppy training here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just can't get them to slow down. Like, yeah. it's, you got to just get in that mindset and you only have a split second to do so. So yeah. it's it's tricky.
1: It is tricky. It is tricky. It's, it's, it's funny because... One would think TV and film, mind you, it is harder. But in the in these circumstances, it's almost harder to be more natural in commercials because of the way it flows. It, yep. You only have so much so much time. You There's know, a thirty second yeah. spot, fifteen second spot, and they need you to do something within a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, as in TV and film, I mean, it, there's a, there's some more leeway with that.
2: Yeah, and there's know. backstory and character development. Yeah, exactly. You usually don't get any of that in commercials. They're just like, we like your face. Say this line that this burger is delicious. You know?
1: Exactly, exactly. And they're like, oh, but we need it uh, within uh, 15 seconds. We need to g- cram all this dialogue in 15 yeah. seconds. Or we need you to do these five actions, but get it in because this is a 15-second fi- spot. Right. So there's a lot to think about. Mm-hmm. You know, and while still being
2: While not thinking about it and not not worrying about it.
1: Exactly. Thinking
2: while not thinking. Thinking
1: while not thinking.
2: That's the key. Do you do do a lot of TV and film stuff?
1: Not a lot. Um, I, over the years, I've had reps, uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to the theatrical struggle.
2: (laughs) It's a whole nother beast.
1: It's a whole nother beast. Just trying to get rep that can get you auditions. Yeah. It's a hard thing and it can take sometimes take years and for me it has and um that's why i'm thankful for commercials because uh i i'm blessed to at least be working in Mm -hmm. the industry theatrically um it's here and there yeah i do have management i do have an agent uh sometimes that's still not enough i don't know there's so many factors yeah that that come into play um you know, so you make make sure you have the right headshots, making sure you have a good reel. But once you've done that, sometimes you still don't get enough auditions. Mm-hmm. So um, it's just a whole nother beast uh, when when it comes to TV and film. Some uh, some casting directors want to see that you've had so many guest stars before they even bring you in. You know, yep. and I feel like commercially, it just doesn't work that way. They like you can come right out the gate with no credits, no experience, Mm -hmm. you know, if they, like I said, they like your look, they, they, they need your type, anything like, you can just get right to it. Yeah. And so that's been my thing. So I've booked here and there, but I only audition here and there. Right. So I'm still, I'm still working on it. I've been in casting director workshops the past few months. Yeah. It's been really great. Have those been helpful in
2: terms of getting you comfortable and getting you into rooms?
1: Yes. I mean, I have, uh, because I've been in it um, more heavily, like lately, I have not uh, seen fruits of that yet. You know, yeah. I'm still, I'm, I soon will be mailing out thank you cards to the CDs. Yeah. And, you know, the whole game. But it was definitely helpful because I got a lot of information uh, from the casting director's standpoint. Right. Um, the things that they look for, and um, that's how I know there's so much that goes into getting you into those rooms. They get like 3,000 submissions for one role, and they may only call in like 15 people. Mm-hmm. And 10 of those people, they already know. And then the other five, maybe the top, uh, the pictures may be at the top of the list, or or they may have brought them in before, or yeah. maybe they've known them from church, whatever it is. they have good it credits, is. you know? Exactly. Yeah. So many, so many factors. And that's why you have to do so many things.
2: And it's difficult because it's so hard to get in those rooms. I, you know, I rarely go out theatrically, mm-hmm. so I'm not comfortable in those rooms. I don't know what they're looking for. I don't know how I should be interacting with the reader or the camera, or and that's it's tough because you need the feedback. You need, yeah. you know, a class like Killian's for the theatrical world where right. y- you go through the process, you break it down. He tells you what you're doing wrong, which mm-hmm. is generally everything.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, <laughs> um, so, what kind of stuff have you learned about? theatrical versus commercial. So when you walk into a theatrical audition, what are you doing differently?
1: In a theatrical room, uh, honestly, I don't come in all as bubbly and and talkative as I would normally in a commercial audition. Um, I do say hello, I do speak, and I realize um, they get right to it. Yeah. Um, They, you know, clearly, you know, there's no props involved they sometimes won't even slate you mm-hmm. sometimes yeah um, they just put you right on tape sometimes they just put you right on tape yeah and sometimes they do ask you to say your name and height maybe but uh for the most part sometimes they just get put you right on tape and they may give you a second take and yeah. they'll say thank you and you're on your way it's literally in and out yeah
2: in yeah, they go out. much faster, I've realized. They go
1: much faster. Yeah,
2: because yeah. I think people are more seasoned. If you're in those rooms, yes. you've been around the block. Right. You're efficient. Right. But yeah, they they just don't... I don't suffer any time wasters. They don't... Right. They're not looking for... Yeah, that bubbly personality, that right. commercial look, that right. like approachable likability across the board because mm-hmm. the role may not necessitate that.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So you, you need to exude that even in your slate. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to come in, hi, I'm April Hale.
2: So. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know.
2: Do you, do you try to match your slate to the tone of the character? Or, I do. or do you try to show that I'm very friendly and you want to work with me but I can also get there?
1: Theatrically i've been told and so i follow that rule to kind of match the energy really because they kind of yeah i think they want to see you as that character yeah versus in commercial they want to see that oh we want to be on set with you We want to see how friendly you are and, and all that um what if I it's think... a
2: mean character though what if it's you know
1: well i would okay so I, I, there's a balance yeah <laughs> yeah definitely. i would not come in i don't want them to think i'm like crazy girl i come in uh i still there's still a an underlying pleasantness yeah to to you but um but i'm i'm not just going to be as bubbly i might just slate my name just with a straight face mm-hmm. and go into it and yeah so yeah there may be a, ch- a shift if the characters mean but i but i won't um i won't be all smiley
2: so you're demonstrating more of a serious quality more of a serious quality yeah, you're exactly. there to work you right. did your homework you're right. ready to go right um what sort of roles do you gravitate towards mm ideally
1: ideally uh you know it's it's funny because starting out i always thought i i gravitated more towards drama
0: Mm -hmm.
1: emotional roles and things like that um but then over the years i've learned i've gotten more compliments on my comedic acting really yeah it's it's uh it's interesting and um and I realized, like, okay, I think I'm one of those people that's kind of a balance mm-hmm. between drama and and comedy. Yeah, um, but I do tend to to like a lot uh, to like comedic roles. I'm no stand up comedian, but but yeah, but like I I guess I have a bit of comedic timing. Time, so I, I mean, do,
2: comedy's hard. Co- co- comedy is hard. Yeah.
1: You know, um, definitely definitely hard. I'm actually. Uh, looking into signing up for second city I audited it a while back and I've been meaning to take it but I've been in workshops and things like that. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely want to uh tighten up on the improv so I can be a little quicker. But but yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, I think I like comedic roles, but I, I still like I still love drama. But like you said, it's some there's something about um comedic roles that if you can pull it off, you may stand out. Yeah. Which, uh, in a more serious role and dramatic role, I feel like maybe there's ten girls that walk in the room. Maybe all ten of them could do it. It's just a type thing. But yeah. maybe in the comedy, it's like there's a there's something that's just you, and they'll know it when they see it. You know what I mean? So yeah, if
2: you're bringing buttons to the you know the scene and yeah. bringing interesting stuff like right. they know you can come to play. Right. Whereas drama, you kind of stick to the script. I, I can't see you being scary. You don't scare me. I don't know if you could. Well, can you get there?
1: I can, I can get there. I can get there. I have my moments. <laughs> I could see
2: you playing like someone who on the surface is very warm, but mm-hmm. underneath is deceptive.
1: Yeah. I, I'm drawn to roles like that. too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm drawn to roles like that. I like to watch those roles. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I think I'm drawn to that as well, just because it's mm-hmm. challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I make such an effort in my day-to-day life to be positive, mm-hmm. that it's it's scary to go to that dark place yeah. where we've come from and tried to grow out of. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that those characters have so much psychology behind them and so much, um, so many layers yeah. that it gives you something to sink your teeth into instead of just yeah. being silly, right. you know?
1: right so true
2: basically anything tom hardy does i'm, I'm on board you on board yeah. Uh, yeah
1: i noticed like in our in our um in our commercial for pet smart i was like wow this guy is funny i was like he's so handsome but he's also so funny aw, that's a really you. cool ballad you know what i mean like combination and i don't see that a lot yeah i don't see that a lot i've seen it in a couple actors Couple big actors, and um, one of them, my mom loves Ryan Reynolds. My mom, yeah, oh loves, yeah, he's funny. Right, yeah, exactly. And I just think that that's a really cool thing because people, I think, don't expect models to to be.
2: No, they expect us to be dicks and dumb. Yeah, and so there's a really low bar that's easy to vault over when I'm just like <laughs> say please and thank you and you know have a somewhat of a brain. But I think sometimes I fall back into comedy. As a defense mechanism to to sort of get over the awkwardness of mm-hmm. standing on a set, looking at a stranger in the eyes mm-hmm. for however many takes mm-hmm. there are, especially when maybe they're not shoot, they're not rolling audio, so you're just improvising scenes. It's mm-hmm. you and a, a person in a shop, and I'll start trying to make them laugh right. to, just to break the ice.
1: The, yeah, the awkward. But like, then okay. they're like,
2: okay, like this isn't that kind of scene. You guys are laughing too much. Like we yeah. just want you to like buy the cell phone and get right. out of the store. <laughs> um, so I need to be better about. I don't know. Trying to hide that tendency, I think,
0: <laughs> um,
2: because it is awkward. Yeah, you know,
1: because I mean, you almost want to laugh when you're having to stare at someone. Because, like you said, nobody stares at right. anyone. It's
2: ridiculous time. what we do. It's ridiculous. I mean, there are so many jobs where you're just like, "What are we doing?" Like, <laughs> th- this is what I get paid for. Right? And people, you know, there's a lot of pressure because you know, there's a lot of money that goes into ads and oh, yeah. I mean, TV and film. There's a lot of there's a lot on the line. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's like, you're training my fake dog. And right. we're, we're in a fake store I know, and we don't know each other. Yeah, And, but like, they're paying us a good amount of money. Yeah. And we just ate a bunch of free almond butter. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's unbelievable. Sometimes when you think about it, when you think that's, and that's, it's all worth it. It's all worth the hustle. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you make more in one day than some people make in a year. Sometimes. Yeah. I mean, you know, like I guess especially yeah. back in the day, but yeah, um, but definitely um, even like the lowest rate commercial can pay more than, you know, people make in a week. Yep. So it's, if you're um, booking a
2: commercial a week, like you're doing, you're doing good, you know? Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's the goal. Right. That would. amazing. But not one. always the case. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: Right.
2: That hustle is, I don't know. I think I need the hustle because otherwise I get complacent. You know, mm-hmm. I did nine to five and it's mm-hmm. just like, show up, do the bare minimum, mm-hmm. go home as soon as you can. Mm-hmm. And if you do that yeah. in this world, goodbye. Yep. Yeah. 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 And I mean, I'm 33. Mm-hmm. I'm getting to the young dad category. I'm no longer the young model or whatever I used to be. Um, and you're starting to see people fall away. You know, people get burnt out. They get tired. And mm-hmm. um, that's great because there's less competition. Yep. You know, someone like Danny Faisenfeld. <laughs> He doesn't have a ton of competition because people, you know, go back to law school or go to medical school or, you know, try to just get a steady Eddie job. Mm -hmm. Do you think you're going to stick it out? You've made it this far.
1: I'm going to stick it out. Um, I've been here 11 years um, and I haven't even scratched the surface of where I want to go. But I still know it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, Because like I said it's the belief mm-hmm. and I have the belief and I know that if you're um, it's if, if the if the right star is aligned for you you know yeah. what I mean um, that honestly anything you keep working at eventually it's gonna work out mm-hmm. and um, because even theatrically on a, on a small level I've seen change not in a big way but it just shows you what could happen it don't, sometimes it only takes one role yeah literally like just one role I mm-hmm. I have friends out here I've been out here long enough to have seen people blow up yeah and it just takes that one role to just put them over the top so if you just keep going that one role that's for you is gonna happen and then your life changes yeah you know and I can't see myself doing anything else it makes me really happy
2: right it makes you me know? happy and I've also boxed myself out of any other career at this point so I know like, right? kind of <laughs> <like>, what? was <laughs> um,
1: i going back to school you know? yeah
2: yes I, I, I was just talking to a friend last night who came out here doing comedy writing and improv and stand up and he's trying to go back to med school because he's just like didn't it didn't it didn't go. Yeah. And I don't know if it was a lack of effort or a lack of focus, but yeah, he's bailing and it's 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 kind of sad, but also that means it wasn't for you
1: it, it means it wasn't for you
2: because who was it? I think Brian Cranston said that if you can do anything else, do that because this game is no fun for so many years it's mm-hmm. so it's it's fun but it's such a hustle it's such it's, a grind yeah, it
1: is it is it can wear on you yeah but, but like you said maybe it's just not for everybody it's not for everybody and no. um they and, you know and the thing is it was still good that he went through that because maybe he he would have been saying well what if what if right and now he knows like now okay knows. no it's not it wasn't for me yeah um you know i i just uh i I draw inspiration from actors that I've met either on set or become friends with um, that have told me their stories. Like, there's one actor in particular. We did a print job uh, in Vegas a couple years back, two, three years ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was such a fun trip, Um, fun job. This actor told me on our way back to LA on the plane, you know, he said, that his, um, I think his, his mentor is, um, Michael Beach, Ooh, Michael yeah. Beach. He, he's, 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 um, he's been acting for years. He, he was, I'll, I'll give you an iconic movie that you may remember him from, uh, from waiting to exhale. Okay. He yeah. The cheating husband. Uh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so basically he's, he was, um, he's a mentor to some actors. And one thing that he, uh, that he always told them was, uh, you know, don't stop. Stay swole, meaning stay swole, yeah. (laughs) Keep working out, right? And the same, so the same actor, while we're on the plane and he's telling me this story, two years later, I turn it on Netflix and he's the lead of a new Netflix series, yeah, because he didn't stop, he stayed swole and he stayed swole,
2: (laughs) yeah. And having that belief in yourself that you talk about it's not easy to come by necessarily because you can have so much doubt and Mm -hmm. so much rejection and so much kind of wheels spinning in the mud. Mm -hmm. Um, what do you, what do you fundamentally pin that down to? Why do you know that you're going to make it? Is it because of your, your constant growth? Is it because you just know you're special? Is it because
1: (laughs) it's a combination of both? Yeah. Um, and knowing you're special is, it's, is going back to having the belief in yourself. Um, because that'll take you a long way and not stopping. And when I say not stopping, I don't mean not moving from LA. It's literally constantly grinding and constantly finding new ways and, you know, to, um, to grow. Yeah. And, um,
2: and there's plenty. There's no there's, shortage of classes. There's no shortage. Work you can do, yeah. uh, short films you can do for free. Yeah. You can write your own stuff, build your reel. Yeah. If you have a day off, there's so many things you can be doing to oh, further yeah. your career that oh, aren't yeah. going to auditions. Oh yeah. Um and I think people forget that they get so upset that they're not having any forward momentum. Mm-hmm but you have to create it. Mm-hmm. An object in motion stays in motion, an object at rest stays at rest. Mm-hmm. If I have a day off from auditions and I just lay in bed, and I don't go to the gym, mm-hmm. I don't contact a photographer about a test shoot, I don't do anything to further mm-hmm. my career, I kind of get stuck in that rut. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. then you go to that audition and you're like, "Thank God, finally." And you have this sort of right. bad and look attitude at all about it. those
1: days you just wasted. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if you fill that with 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 work <laughs> towards your career, then that's how fast your career will happen mm-hmm. you can you, you, it's your choice you know how fast or slow you want it to happen and so yeah i just um i've just seen so many actors that i've known that have their lives have just changed seemingly overnight yeah and and i hold on to that because it inspires me and i love i love seeing it every time i hear of a friend who booked a tv series or or a big movie or or even a co-star, it just it, any level, mm-hmm. it just excites me because it's just confirmation that the work is there. And when you just think about, I'm actually more excited now than ever, even though I have not gotten to a place where I'm going out consistently theatrically. Yeah. I know it's going to happen because I'm not going to stop bugging my reps and, and switching reps if I have to, you know, until I get there. That's what That's it takes. That's one thing. Yeah. Um, but there are so many, many avenues these days Mm -hmm. that there were i mean that we would have never that's why technically there's no pilot season anymore there is but
2: but they're shooting all year but they're they're shooting all year year, yeah the the
1: streaming networks you know what i mean so it's just um that much more opportunity out there and i feel like that's why i know so many people that have been booking jobs yeah because that's There's so much more work. There's so much media out there. so much.
2: But you can't rely on the fact that it's going to come to you. You have to (laughs) knock down the door. You have to do your work. But also, I mean, Jennifer Lawrence, you mentioned Mm -hmm. she, I think she was auditioning for Winter's Bone, where she's supposed to be like this redneck. And they're like, you're too pretty. Don't come to the callback. And Mm -hmm. she showed up to the callback. Wow. And they were like, we told you, you're too pretty. Get out of here. She flew that night to the second callback in New York from L.A., Mm -hmm. showed up like haggard, hadn't slept. And they're like, oh, now we see it. Wow. But if she didn't do that and she didn't have that belief in herself yep. and that ability to just push beyond the nose, yep. would we know who Jennifer Lawrence is? Right. And that goes back to having an almost delusional sense of the fact that you're special and everyone is special. Right. I'm not right. saying there's just special people right. who deserve to do this. You're special, everyone's special. Mm-hmm. But believing it and then just powering through those noses, that's the key. Yeah. Because it's going to be all nose until you make it a yes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Exactly. And I wish <clears throat> some of the actors that give up. I wish they would actually look up some of these stories. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? They would they, their minds would be blown if they knew some of their favorite actors if they knew their journey.
2: And everyone there's <laughs> the whole overnight success trope, but I don't know of anyone who's an overnight su- success. You right. know, maybe McLovin from Superbad who just like went to a random audition as a random kid and was put into a huge movie. <laughs> right. But otherwise, people have been doing cheese commercials for years yeah. and co-stars and guest stars and arcs and TV shows you've never yeah. seen. Yeah. And then they get on Empire and they break out. Right. And it's overnight success. No, it's yeah. 10 years. Right, And if you're years. not ready to put in 10 years right. for that overnight success, yeah. p- then you best just of want luck the to fame. You. Yeah,
1: Honestly, because like, I, I feel like some people not all. Some people who quit, not all. Just want the benefits yeah. that come from this career. Yeah. Lots of money. Yep. Yeah. Recognition. They're, uh, you know, to be loved by so many people. You know, all, all that stuff. Access, all the shiny exposure. Stuff. Access, all, yeah. exposure, all of that stuff. And um, if that's what you're in it for, it's not going to work out.
2: It might you might you might get there but it's going to be very hollow and I don't know right. if it'll last. Right. I mean but, so, but
1: those people usually won't put in the years. If yeah. it takes years.
2: Yeah, they're not going to put in the 10 years because no. they're going to burn out and they're going to be frustrated and Right. Goodbye. Right. And I love that you're Happy for other people that book roles. Oh, yeah. That abundance mentality. Mm-hmm. Even though it's pretty LA hippy-dippy, you mm-hmm. got to have that because you'll get bitter so quick. So quickly. Because your friends will book roles. And people who look just like you will book a role that you know you could have nailed. Yep. But you have to realize that they got it for some reason that they you may it, never know. It was know. theirs. Yeah, it
1: was for theirs. Whatever, it was theirs. The same way you and I have booked jobs and mm-hmm. someone else wanted those jobs. Yeah. We got it. Yeah. So there's just... There's room for everyone. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if... If you're a giver and you support other people and you try to keep the jealousy out of your heart, the blessings will come back to you.
2: Yeah. You got to give what you want to get. You got to give support, give encouragement. Yes. You'll get it back. Yeah. I mean, someone like Danny, who's so giving, he's always down to help people with their careers, Mm -hmm. to recommend them to managers and agents and, you know he came over yesterday and I helped him with his new portfolio shoot and just did some selects for him because he was like, you've modeled a lot more than me. Can you help me? And of mm-hmm. course I'm going to take an hour out of my day to help him. Right. Why not? He doesn't look like me, so he's not in my competition. <laughs> no, but it's... You're not a threat. It just, it, it just feels good.
1: It does. It does feel good.
2: Well, I like where your head's at. Thank um, you. Thank you for talking. Do you have any last bits of advice for our special listeners out there? Mm. It could be related to acting. It could be related to life. It could be related to whatever... <laughs>
1: Keep the negativity away. Just try to stay, pr- try to keep a positive attitude because I feel like the way the the attitude that you put out is what will come into your heart. Yeah, you know, and um, it starts with your outlook. Mm-hmm.
2: Just you know? focusing on the positive. Just focusing on because the there's got to be something positive in your life. Oh,
1: definitely. Focus on that.
2: Look at the sun; it's beautiful, Look, right? It's nice and warm. Oh my gosh! Most of the days. Most days. Yeah. You
1: know, even the rain is beautiful. Yeah. Like, we, you know what I mean? There's something good in so many situations and just and just realizing you know what you're what you're blessed with and you're yeah i feel like you, you you'll be okay in whatever aspect it is
2: whatever. yeah i mean it's a very like zen sort of philosophy where there, there is no good or bad it's just mm-hmm. what you decide it is yes you know didn't get that call back well maybe you'll get a booking that day or you know mm-hmm. there's always i think it's from uh, no country for old men where it's like You don't know what worse luck your bad luck saved you from. Mm -hmm. So even bad luck can be good luck in that like you, oh, you were stuck in traffic, but you avoided that wreck. You know, there's all kinds of ways to trick your mind into focusing on the potential for positive. Mm -hmm. So I love that. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. Yeah. I mean, you're so great at this. Like, wow.
2: (laughs) Oh, thank you. I
1: thought I was going to (laughs) flop. No,
2: I knew you were a slam dunk. You're the book. You and Danny are these monsters of booking. So I'm just trying to learn from you. I appreciate it. Well, you're doing great. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, kids. Bye.